Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, welcome to the podcast today. Hope you guys are uh, having a great day. Today is uh, Thursday, March the 30th, 2023. Yep, it's opening day for Major League Baseball today. So a lot of baseball games going on. Uh, we'll be heading out to the uh, Tropicana Field today uh, to see the Rays this afternoon. So that'd be fun. I'm interested to go now that they've uh, you know they've done, a, they've done a few modifications to the rules to speed up the game. Uh, I've heard it goes a lot quicker, <laughs> uh, like uh, like two 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 hours forty five minutes average game time, uh, compared to you know it's easily four hours sometimes uh, for a baseball game. So yeah. We'll be checking that out. Hope you guys are having a great day today. It's uh, just a couple days left of uh, March. The first quarter of the year is just about over. Crazy. It's also around uh, the Roland's house. It is uh, birthday eve. Tomorrow's Christie's birthday. So apparently that's a thing too, you know. My birthday eve. Like what? Yeah. And then Eve, Eve, and birthday week. Birth- I can't, I can't keep up. But anyway, so it's Christy's birthday Eve today. So, um, let's. Uh, oh, and this weekend, you know, all the Easter activities going on this weekend. Easter extravaganza, one in Oldsmar Bayside. We're partnering with big one there. Be sure to spread the word. Those of you in Safety Harbor, Oldsmar. Uh, this region, be, yeah, head out there, 9 to 12 on Saturday. Get out there early, though. The egg hunt starts right at 9. Be there early. Um, I know there's uh, also one up in Tarpon Springs. Um, so, yeah. All right, let's do it. Uh, Mark chapter 12. So glad you guys are on today. Awesome. Uh, you know what we do? We read, we pray. Change the world. Let's do it. Mark chapter 12. Let's see what we learn today. Jesus then began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a watchtower. Okay. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. All right, so he's a landowner. He's turning his land into a vineyard. He's uh, basically bringing in a man- management company to run the vineyard. Um, puts in all the the uh, the necessary uh, machinery and uh, equipment 
and then he rents it out to some farmers, and he moves elsewhere. Verse 2, at, the har- at harvest time, he sent servants to the tenants to collect from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. He's like, my vineyard, uh, I do want some of the fruit. But they seized him, beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. Then he sent another servant to them. They struck this man on the head and treated him shamefully. So that's the second one. Then he sent still another. And that one they killed. He sent many others. Some of them they beat. Others they killed. Hmm. So the the landowner is trying to different uh, by all means necessary to receive some of the fruit of his field. So he's sending people to collect over time, different people. And um, in each case, they the, the messengers are destroyed. Verse 6, he had one left to send, his son, whom he loved. He sent him last of all, saying, they will respect my son, surely. I mean, if I send my son personally related to the to the owner, surely they'll respond to him. But the tenants said to one another, "Let this is the heir. Come, let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours." So they took him out and killed him, and threw him out of the out of the vineyard. Hmm. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Haven't you read the passage of Scripture? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it's marvelous in our eyes. Hmm. Wow. So, obviously, this is a uh, um, the landowner, God. He sends out his messengers into the field, the field being uh, Israel, being um, and uh, prophets would be those messengers of God that were sent, those why those holy people throughout the ages that were sent to call the people back to God, uh, to call them back to repentance, to call them um, into right relationship with God. And in each case, because that because the landowner wants fruit, he wants spiritual fruit from his field, from his investment. Uh, since you're his people, you should be producing his fruit. And when he goes to collect the fruit, there's no fruit. They just beat the the messengers who tried to just who were just trying to say you should be producing fruit. Let me help you produce fruit. And then finally, God says, "I'll send my son to produce fruit of righteousness, the fruit uh, that I kind of I want to see, the fruits of repentance." And they kill the son. Jesus, and there will there will be there will be payment for that. Those who reject Jesus, there is a uh, a severe negative consequence for that. The stone the builders rejected, Jesus, has become the cornerstone. And who did it? The Lord did it. Then the chief priests and the teachers of the law and the elders looked for a way to arrest him because they were they knew he had spoken the parable against them. But they were afraid of the crowd, so they left him and went away. Hmm. 
later that same later that they sent some of the Pharisees and Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. They came to him and said, "Teacher, we know that we know that you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are, but you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth." And they're trying to butter him up. You know, this is all just just all just trying to butter him up, just trying to, you know, grease the palm a little bit. Here we go. Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? See, Jesus says you shouldn't pay. He they're gonna put, that's gonna get him in trouble with with the government. If he says they should pay. He he sees that they they think it's a it's a concession, a spiritual compromise. But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Why are you trying to trap me, he asked. Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. They brought the coin and asked, and he asked them, whose image is this and whose inscription? <clears throat> and so it was Caesar's, right? Caesar's inscription. Um, then Jesus said to them, give back to Caesar what is Caesar and to God what is God's. Simple enough. This is this is Caesar's money. This is for the government. Give the government what's due to the government. Your heart, um, your devo ultimate devotion, is is only God is deserving of that. And they were amazed at this. Then the Sadducees who were there, uh, who who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife with no children, the man must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. So if they're married, it's the uh, brothers, and a, a man's brother dies, it's his obligation to take care of his brother's widow, to take her into his house, uh, have children with her, so that she is taken care of. Now, there were seven brothers. You know this story. This is the one where the woman, she, she did knocking out all them brothers. That's that story. Now, there were seven brothers. The first one married and died without leaving any children. The second one married the widow, but he also died, leaving with no children. It was the same with the third. In fact, some of the, some, in fact, none of the seven left any children. Last of all, the woman died too. At the resurrection, whose wife will she be since the seven were married to her? Ah, gotcha, Jesus. See, she, she, she was married seven times. So with, if there's a you know, resurrection, whose, whose wife will she be? Like the, like the existence of the resurrection uh, rests on uh, something to do with marriage. No, bro. Jesus replied, are you not in error because you do not know the Scriptures or the power of God? Man, we want to know both, right? We want to know both. We want to know the Scriptures and we want to know the power of God. Hmm. James will talk about, the book of James talks about there's a, um, in the last days they will have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. They'll have a form of godliness, but they'll deny its power. They'll have a, a fake godliness, but deny the real power of the gospel, the power of God. We don't want to do that. Verse 25, When the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Now about the dead rising, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the account of the burning bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. 
you are badly mistaken. He's a living God. You're focused on what's going to happen when someone dies, but God is the God of the living. And he's, Jesus here is reinforcing resurrection. He's not the God of the dead, the God of the living. He's reinforcing um, the idea here of eternal life, of uh, life beyond the grave. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? We know the answer. The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. That's the Shema from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Akkad. I had to memorize that in Hebrew class way back in the way back uh, way back in the day. That was one of our final exams was to repeat the Shema in Hebrew to the professor. That was my very dude. That was my very first class in uh, at Anderson at a Christian college. My very first because all the other classes were taken. I registered late, so I got a seven thirty Hebrew class. Oh, that one was available. Yeah, I bet it was. I didn't know. I was just eager. I was eager to learn, trying to follow the Lord Jesus. So they said, "You want to follow the Lord Jesus? He's gonna be at. Uh, he's gonna be in Hebrew class at seven thirty. Man, come on, bro. Why Jesus can't be at like an eleven o'clock? They like, yeah. You want to follow Jesus? Here you go. You follow him early in the morning, cold early, cold early mornings at seven thirty. And learn Hebrew. Whew. Thank you. Appreciate that. So I follow Jesus, and I tell you, it's one of the things that that's you know it's it's been it was it's good though it was really good. I loved I really enjoyed that class, and obviously I still remember some of the Shema. Um. So love the Lord, hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God, Doctor Dwyer, Doctor Timothy Dwyer. He still teaches, not at Anderson. I think he's in Lake Wales now. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. This, There's no commandment greater than these. That's what we need to do, man, today. Love God and love your neighbor. Who am I supposed to love? The person in front of you. You don't have to go, don't have to go far. Just people that whoever puts, God puts in front of you, love them. Well said, teacher. <laughs> the man replied, <laughs> uh, you are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor yourself is more important than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. He's repeating what Jesus said. He's like, yeah, man, that's exactly what I just told you. you get, you're getting it? You're getting it? I like what I'm hearing here. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Hmm. How ironic, right? Like, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Like, like proximity, you're like just a few feet away from Jesus. <laughs> right? <clears throat> How ironic to hear that from the lips of Jesus. You, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And so it can be taken kind of a couple of ways. Right? Obviously, like your insight and wisdom 
your uh, your understanding of the kingdom. You're not far. You're 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 getting there. You're on the right track. But in another sense, like dude, like you can literally extend your arm out and touch the entrance into the kingdom, which is Jesus. You are not far from the kingdom of God. <laughs> you're about six feet, actually, <laughs> to be specific. You're about six feet from the kingdom of God. Uh, and from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. While Jesus was teaching in the temple courts, verse 35, he asked, why do the teachers of the law say that Moses is the son of David? Or Messiah, not Moses. Why do they say Messiah is the son of David? I was like reading, I was like, I've never heard that before because I read it wrong. Because I read it wrong. It's why do the teachers of the law say that Messiah is the son of David? David himself, Jesus is speaking here, speaking by the Holy Spirit, declared, the Lord sat, said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under, my, under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. How then can be his son? And we talked about this yesterday. So when David is talking about the Messiah as Lord, um, he's saying, he's the the confounding part of that is in their mind anyone who was older was was uh was superior to younger and so the elders always were superior to the younger and so how could uh, david call messiah lord if he was going to be a descendant of his how can the dad call the son lord basically right it, it doesn't seem right um but what jesus is saying is he is the lord because messiah precedes David. He was a, by by uh from from the human aspect of his, his being, yes, he was a descendant of David, but his divine aspect is he preceded. He was from all eternity. So he was David's lord and David's descendant. He was David's lord and David's son. As they taught, Jesus said, Watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at the banquets. And religious leaders, man. They want, the, they want the good seats. They want the good parking places. You know, want the best. They want to go. They always want to go front line for the potluck. Why, why the preacher always got to be the front of the line for the potluck? Why you gotta get why you gotta get all the taters? Why you gotta get the big old chicken leg? Why you get why? You need to, you need to be at the back of the line for the potluck. And besides that, it's dangerous. You never know the potluck. You never know. I mean, it's dangerous. It's dangerous up there in the front of the line. <laughs> How many of y'all like potlucks? I, I didn't know this, but there's mixed reviews about potlucks. Some people, they don't like them. A lot of people don't like them. Some people love them. Like, I just love a little pitch-in dinner. Whether you call it potluck, pitch-in, whatever. You know, some people love them. Other people be like, mm, I don't know. How, how do you feel about it? Ha, <laughs> I know some people are like, mm, I don't know, man. I did, I know, I know you love Jesus and all, but I just don't know how you prepared, how you did that, how you prepared that food. You know what I'm saying? Like, not everybody prepares it the same way. 
you know, I don't know if your cats be climbing all over your food or I don't know if you let the dogs lick the pans. Like, I, I don't know. That's how some people feel about it. <laughs> we, we get it. It's fitty fitty. Thumb down. Some say like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> some people love a good potluck. Some people like, mm -mm. I love Jesus, but I, my faith is not that strong yet. <laughs> uh, I hear you. Mm -hmm. Look at that. I like him. I love him. I know, man. I know. I know. Some people just, you know, just don't know. You just don't know. I mean, it's a great way to, like, you know, share the responsibility for dinner. You know, just bring a dish. But then the other side of that is you got to eat it. Hmm. There you go. That's a good, see, now that's a good safety measure. Like, I got to know who brought it. So be like, who brought that? Who That looks pretty good. Who brought that? Sister so-and-so. Ooh, never mind. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I'm just gonna skip right on over that. Or you take the spoon, you look, you make it look like you're going for that dish, but you actually go to the other dish, the dish that you actually know where it's from. Oh, sister, so and so, this casserole look good. I'm gonna give you a big old scoop of that, but you don't go to hers, you go to the other other bowl. Ooh, thank you. And you just keep on right on walking. Mm hmm Cause you know, cause sister so and so, she loved Jesus and all, but she ain't the cleanest. She ain't the cleanest one. You know what I mean? Hmm. I don't know what it says about us if we like potlucks or not. I don't know. I don't know what that means one way or the other. I feel like if you do like potlucks, you're a little bit more of a risk taker. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like... I feel like if you... I feel like at the very least, it says that if, if you know, anybody that... And uh, if I like, uh, if you like a potluck, I think it says something like you, 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 you really, you, you willing to roll the dice. <laughs> and those that don't, and those that don't, um, they, they're a little more cautious. They're a little more cautious about life. Um, anyway. Here we go. Where we at? <laughs> the teachers of law, they were, they're like, oh, which, that had nothing to do. I just went off on a tangent. It ain't had nothing to do with the, any of this. But um, but they preachers love the front of the potlucks. That's how it started. They like their fancy seats. They like the fancy, they like the best places, and they like to be at the front of the line with the potluck. <laughs> but now, I, and I don't, I, by the way, I don't mind a potluck. You know, I'm cautious. You know, I'm like, mm, I'm not gonna lie sometimes. But um, uh, but I'm I'm good just catering it too. You know what I'm saying? I'm, <laughs> yeah, that's a good personality test. I'm I'm down with just catering it too. I am okay with it. You know, um, but I but I you know I'm okay with a, I'm, I'm okay with a potluck. Um, but um, but I'm a little but I do I just you know I feel like. I feel like I have to, you know, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go with your eyes wide open with it. Um, so, 
<laughs> so they look for the places of honor. They devour widows' houses for a show and, and for a show make lengthy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. Hmm. Just the fake religion, man. The people who uh, are, you know, are in religious uh, positions just for the paycheck and just for the prestige or just for the for the uh, the perks it gives them. Jesus says, uh, these people, they're going to be punished most severely. Ooh. Mm. That's a stern warning for religious leaders right there. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Hmm. Jesus, hmm. Jesus watching the offering, man. Look at Jesus watching the offering right here. Like people say, people say Jesus don't care nothing about the offering. Well, he was watching the offering here, so hmm, he must care some about it. And he noticed that the rich people were dropping in big sums of money. The poor widow, she didn't have a big sums of money, but she dropped in two very small copper coins. And calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty. But she out of her poverty put in everything. All she had to live on. Ooh. Wow. So... The rich people given a lot of money, but it's, it's no sacrifice, you know. Um, the, the 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 widow, what she's giving uh, quantitatively is is worth less than what the rich people are giving, but spiritually and in the eyes of God, she's giving far more because it's requiring far more sacrifice from her. Not equal giving is what Paul will say in First Corinthians. Not equal giving but equal sacrifice. What does God require of the people of God? Not that we all give the same in terms of the actual number. Look, some people can give $100 every time they go to church. For other people, $100 is, is almost impossible to squeeze out of their account. They're, they're, they don't have that. So for some, $100 is not a sacrifice. For others, $100 is a huge sacrifice. Not the same amount. It's not saying, hey, everybody give $100 or whatever. It's the it's equal sacrifice, and so what's a sac? What's the equivalent? So that's why that's why the Lord teaches percentages, because percentages deal more with sacrifice. Ten percent is an equal sacrifice. It's not that the equal equal amount. It's equal sacrifice. This woman, this widow, is an example to everybody because she gave out of her poverty. It was a great. She literally gave everything. That she had. Hmm. Beautiful reminder. Well, thank you guys for being on today. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for spending some time in the Word of God. Thank you for your comments and thoughts on potlucks. You know what I mean? I mean, potlucks, yay or nay? And it seems to be a pretty, pretty, um, pretty equal division here of perspectives. Some people like. No, 
I'm I'm gonna take a pass on that. And others will be like, no, I love me, a, I love me a potluck. No, everybody different. So um, regardless whether you, it's catered or a potluck, a reminder to uh, you know take the lowest place. <laughs> Don't strive for the places of honor. So. Anyway, thanks for being on, guys. Hey, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for my friends that we can gather with and laugh with and read your word and grow and learn. We thank you so much for all of those things, for challenging us, for teaching us, for laughter and connection. God, I pray your blessing upon your word today that you would apply it to our hearts. Help us to love our neighbors as ourselves and to love you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. God, thank you for your goodness and graciousness to us. Lord, may you bless each and every one today if they're facing special challenges today or over the next several days. Lord, I pray that you would give them supernatural strength and ability and uh, insight, Lord, for all the Easter activities and the opportunities for the church to reach out to neighbors and the community. God, I pray that you would bless those events, whether they're the extravaganzas or, uh, or Easter services or Good Friday services, whatever it is, Lord. God, we just pray that you would bless your people that you would provide a favor, and that souls, that men and women, boys and girls, would come to know your love and grace and the great sacrifice and love that you have for them that is uh, displayed for us most beautifully at Easter. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you, my friends. Thank you so much for being on today. Have a great weekend. Over the weekend. Uh, to stay on track, be sure to read Luke chapter 20, Luke chapter 20, and that'll keep you on track with our reading plan. On Monday, we'll be back together with Matthew 23, uh, but again, read Luke 20 over the weekend, and we'll, you'll remain on track to read through the New Testament in a year. Thank you so much for liking, subscribing, commenting, sharing this feed, sharing this podcast. Really, really appreciate that. You guys are the best. We'll see you next time. All the best, guys. Love you. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.